Preparing, protecting, and providing for your family is a massive job, and the constant attack from every angle isn't helping. So what's the biggest problem today that's destroying your children's future and causing titanic stress in your marriage? Here's a clue. It has nothing to do with social media or what's being taught in public schools. Discover the real problem and three simple steps to solve it in today's chat. Let's do it. My name is Joe. I provide simple, proven tactics so you can lead and love your family better, no matter what else is going on. Today, we tackle the number one problem married parents face that's hurting their children and breaking their marriage. I'm going to walk you through three steps that will just crush the problem of trying to balance work and family. I know, whoa, 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 wait a minute. There's so much attacking my family and so much else going on. How can work-life balance possibly be the number one problem? Well, stick around and I'll prove it. So look, to all my believers in a higher power in God, I am with you. And yes, not having God is an issue of eternal consequence. And to all those who struggle to communicate or to pay your bills or to combat every negative influence of society's crumbling morals, Yes, those are terrible problems, and not one of those problems can be addressed or worked through if you are not present. To be present, truly, consistently, mentally, emotionally, spiritually present, requires you to have balance in your life. But guess what? Most everything you've been taught about achieving work-life balance is wrong. You've been taught the wrong way to define it, the wrong way to apply it, and the wrong way to measure it. And until you learn the best way, the three simple steps I'm sharing with you today, you can never have the kind of balance that will rescue family relationships and turn your home from a stressful war zone into the solid safe haven it is meant to be for your spouse and children. The problem is work-life balance is taught as equal ratios, two parts work balanced by two parts family time. It's taught as keeping score. Well, I work for four hours on a Saturday, so I need to take four hours off during my work week to go be with family. Or it's taught as scales that are teetering on the sharp tip of some brass spear, which leaves most people worried that the tiniest mishap could set everything into chaos. Well, look, none of those approaches work because that's not how life works. Life has seasons and different seasons require different levels of focus. The amount of constant attention a newborn requires to feed, change, get to sleep, it's completely different from what's required of a child that can get food, change clothes, shower, bathe, go to sleep all on their own. It doesn't make one season more important or better than the other. It just makes those seasons different. And it's the same in how we need to approach work-life balance. If your children are in school, then perhaps you have seasons during their breaks where you schedule time away from work in order to spend more time with them. Or let's say you're releasing a new product and you know that things are going to be intense for a period of time as you ramp up to the launch. Well, that likely means more hours at work, more late nights, and less time with family. When we try to force balance through outdated approaches, we're only left to feel guilty and inadequate whatever season we're in. Imagine vacation with the family while kids are on break. It's supposed to be great, but what about everything you're getting behind on at work? And the product release was amazing, but at what devastating cost to your family? Shame, guilt, never being good enough. No matter how hard you try, you're always letting someone down. 
and all those other lies that creep into your mind. Look, the enemy will do anything to remove you from your vital role as leader, companion, provider, and protector to your family. Because every time you hesitate, one more liberal educator, one more godless influencer, one more knows what's best for you politician continues to pick away at your family. Please understand, I believe we live in a beautiful world where the quiet good far outweighs the screaming bad. There are high moral educators shaping young minds in the best ways possible. There are faith-filled influencers showing you can succeed while you're true to who you are. And there's likely a politician somewhere that truly believes parents know best. I also believe that my family, that your family, is far too important to leave this journey to chance. That's why I'm going to show you how to stop living a one-dimensional life and find proper balance in work and life. And you do it with three simple steps. I call it my 3D framework. Discover, decide, do. Three Ds. Discover, decide, do. If you want to balance your work and family life, you need to start by discovering what it is you actually want, who you need to become to get it, and frankly, why you even want that. And another way to say it is to discover your vision, what it is you actually want, discover your values, what will guide you to become who achieves that vision, and discover your why. What keeps you moving forward no matter what? Vision, values, why. These are terms you've heard of, which is great news because that means some of these concepts are already familiar to you, but it's also terrible news because some of these concepts are familiar to you. You have to deprogram the wrong approach and be willing to learn and apply and trust the new approach. Remember when we talked about life works in seasons, the foundation of vision, values, and your why that you discover is what will guide you through those seasons. This becomes an intentional plan where you and your family understand the journey you're on together. It keeps you on track as an individual and as a family. It makes decisions easier. It brings a common sense of unity. Here's an example. This summer, my wife and I were deciding if we would begin homeschooling our three kids. This was a path that we never thought we'd walk. And what made the timing especially difficult was our youngest was entering full-day kindergarten. This meant we'd have so many hours of quiet, so many hours of just us. We both work, but imagine all the mini breaks here and there. Lunches together, power naps together, conversations without interruptions, uh, other things together without interruptions. And now on the eve of this new phase, we were considering throwing it all away in order to homeschool our kids. And our vision is what began the conversation. We know what we want for our kids. And most schools are being manipulated to provide something else. Our vision also includes time and adventures with our kids. It includes experiencing things that are cohesive to their education and development. And our values showed us how to make the decision. One of our family values is to be good stewards. Our oldest child had five teachers in two years, and another child was being left behind in math. And more and more stories were coming to light about the environment we were sending our kids into. Another one of our family values is to be authentic. This meant my wife and I needed to be completely honest about the pros and cons of what we might do. It also meant we needed to be authentic in our efforts to explore different choices 
rather than just letting the clock run out and going with the default option, which sometimes happens more than I'd like to admit. All the time and effort that went into making this decision was made easier because our motivation was clear. We knew our why. And because we were intentional in discovering what we wanted, who we wanted to be, and why we wanted those things, and because God is good and guides and directs us, our path became clear. Now, that doesn't happen when you're reacting to life. That doesn't happen when you're not united with your spouse in your journey. So that's discover. Discover your vision, your values, and your why. Next in my 3D framework is decide. Do you like your mental and emotional programming? Do you like the thoughts and feelings that come up when someone gives you a compliment? Do you like the stories that pop in your head when you want to celebrate something awesome you just did? Do you have clear boundaries for your self-talk? Do you have clear boundaries on what influences are allowed in your home? And how do you even know if you're making progress? Whose rules are you using to decide if you're succeeding or not? Do you want to know where most people get their definitions of what it is to be a real man or to be a good provider or whether or not you're successful or good enough? They get it from ads, from marketers. The definitions most people carry were created by people trying to sell you something. To be a real man, you need to drive this car, wear this cologne, or enjoy this outdoor activity. To be a good provider, you need to buy a home in this neighborhood, have this type of job, or carry this type of insurance. To be successful, you need to wear this type of watch, go on this type of vacation, or have this kind of trophy spouse by your side. And when everyone buys into something for long enough, it becomes accepted as true. But it's not true. It's a lie. And accepting that lie is keeping you from deciding your own journey. It's a lie that will poison you your kids, your grandkids, and every generation after until someone steps up and says, enough. You have a responsibility to decide what your stories will be. What is your story of success? What is your story of marriage? What is your story about life with teenagers? And you will be attacked for bucking the status quo, which means you must also decide your boundaries. What boundaries will you place on the content you consume? What boundaries will you place on how you allow others to speak to you, your spouse, or your kids? For that matter, what boundaries will you set on how you allow yourself to speak to yourself? Here's a pro ninja tip. Boundaries can bend, but should not break. They're fences with gates, not walls to divide. So give yourself grace as you figure out the right place for your boundaries and when it's appropriate to open the gate for healthy exceptions. All right, now along with deciding your stories and boundaries, you need to decide your measurements. In other words, how will you gauge progress? Now, I will not give this to you because no one should. This is your opportunity to decide what success and love and life and providing and family means to you. This is your opportunity to decide how you will measure your growth. And another pro ninja tip, measurements change. Just like adding weight at the gym, as you become stronger, your measurements can move. Don't use what you set now as an excuse to play at the same level. Push yourself. Challenge yourself. Decide your own stories, boundaries, and measurements. Decide. For the third and final D, do. The learning is in the doing. So start messy. Get your discoveries and your decisions as good as you can, then get after it. The adversary already has his game plan. He isn't taking any breaks, and he isn't waiting for a horn, a buzzer, or a whistle to sound. 
it's on. Now, there are simple ways to make your doing more effective. Just because I said to start messy doesn't mean you want to stay messy. As you take action, potholes and speed bumps become more clear. For example, one issue I ran into at the start was this. For as long as I can remember, I've chosen to not work on Sundays. I choose to set that day aside to go to church and spend time with my family. The problem is, when I'm not thinking or worrying about work, it's like a weight is lifted and I feel really tired really fast. So my family is ready to spend time with me. And what am I ready to do? I'm ready to take a nap. I'm struggling to stay awake at church. I'm struggling to stay awake while I read to my kids. I'm falling asleep and forgetting my turn during games. And the worst part is, when I'm tired, I'm not as patient or positive as I want to be. And because I failed to plan, I would miss out on valuable time with my wife and kids. So you need to do your planning. Also, when I made a plan, I shared it with my wife for some accountability. And then each Sunday, I would do my best. For what it's worth, I'll share my plan. My plan on Sundays involves things like talking with my kids the day before about things they want to do together on Sunday, going to bed at a specific time on Saturday night, avoiding high-carb meals, and sometimes my plan does involve taking a short nap with a specific time we will start doing specific activities. When you do your planning, be willing to share it with someone else that can follow up with you. It is easier to stick to a plan that you have openly communicated a commitment to, so long as whomever you choose actually cares about your growth and is willing to hold you accountable. Just like you need to do your planning, you also need to do accountability. Get the right support. Surround yourself with people who are striving to make the same gains as you. Connect with those who hold you to your word through respect, not shame. We don't do shame. Accountability works. Do it. The last element of do might be the most important, and it's simply to do your best. Your best is how you choose to define it, and frankly, your best will vary from day to day. I believe your best is more about the intent of your heart than items crossed off your list. I also believe that after all is said and done, this is where you will be attacked the most because your best is tied to your identity. And the enemy of all that is good wants nothing more than to destroy your understanding of who you are and what you're capable of. Recently, my friend Ray Edwards shared some thoughts on the toxic idea of living up to your potential. In his words, that's like trying to reach the horizon. It's always a moving target. And he's right. It's true because you are an infinite being of infinite worth and infinite potential. To think that in this life you are capable of living up to your full potential is as arrogant as it is misguided. You can never touch the horizon. You were never meant to. What you are meant to do is move yourself and your family forward. It is in that journey together that you discover the best life for yourself, your spouse, and your children. As you do your best, you answer the call given to you as a leader of your family. That's the third D. Do. Do your planning, do accountability, and do your best. Discover, decide, do. My 3D framework is what you need to find work-life balance. And as you find work-life balance, you will solve the number one problem faced by married parents. Solving that problem keeps you present and connected so your family is open to the solving of every other problem that comes up. Discover, decide, 
do. Let me share one final story. My nine-year-old made me a present recently. It's a four-page booklet the size of my hand. It's held together by a single piece of yarn in a single corner. She titled the book, Positive Things to Do. On each of the inside pages, she provided a word of counsel on something to do if you're feeling a certain way. For example, page one is called Step by Step and says, Step one, slow down. Step two, take a breath. Step three, tell yourself a good thing about yourself. The other pages have similar wisdom. And the point of the story is this, the 3D framework works. Choices I'm making as a father and husband to discover, decide, and do, those choices are being reflected in the strength and understanding of my children. My kids are already ahead of the game, and your family can be too. Your choices today shape your family forever. So choose wisely. Till next time, keep moving forward.